0: To the music with mike podcast whether you are a music educator or simply a music lover this podcast is for you on the podcast we talk about all things music from the first measure to the last i'm your host mike bossman this week on the podcast i sit down with denise odegaard the current president of the national association for music education and we're talking all things music ed. Besides being president of NAFME, Denise is the Performing Arts Curriculum Specialist for the Fargo Public Schools in North Dakota and taught orchestra for the better part of 33 years. She was here recently for the State Music Education Conference in Sioux Falls and sat down for an interview that touches on all things from music advocacy, curriculum writing, how important music education is for all children, and why she feels we are all stronger together. Check it out. Welcome to the Music with Mike podcast. Today I'm speaking to you from the State Music Education Conference here in Sioux Falls, and I'm sitting with current NAFME President Denise Odegaard. Denise, thanks for being on the podcast.
1: Good morning, and thank you for letting me have this time with you. Absolutely.
0: Denise is down here speaking. Uh, she's originally from Fargo, which we'll get to in a little bit. Far- Are you originally from Fargo? I yes, get that I am. Right? Okay. Yep. <laughs> so she came down, all the way down from North Dakota to visit with us. Uh, luckily, the snow was held off, so... Um, but tell us, so Denise, you're currently the president of NAFME, tell us what that entails on a day-to-day basis.
1: Uh, well, we are working on, with the board on lots of initiatives. The office is, is creating some professional development things, such as the academy, which for $20 a year you have access to about 100 webinars, and that's growing every wow. month. Our professional development committee is, is um, vetting the, the applications to do a webinar, and so we're adding to that all the time we are going to be rolling out an online p- community platforms uh, called Amplify and it okay. will be a place where people can build communities and have conversations or you can um, our, we have councils for general music band choir orchestra guitar those kinds of things would have sure. perhaps a community and we can upload resources so there's there's a lot of really exciting PD things coming up with That's fantastic. what
0: we're doing i know a lot of schools have a tough time finding PD or even meeting together deciding, what are we gonna talk about? What are we gonna do? So that's fantastic. Yeah, those. we have a lot
1: of schools that are tapping into buying a membership for their teachers so they can you can at eleven o'clock at night watch a
0: Absolutely. watch a
1: webinar in your pajamas. That's <laughs> you know,
0: teachers work round the clock, so yeah. I I don't doubt that. Do that's it when happening. you can. So um, are you stationed in North Dakota or are you traveling? a lot as president. What kind of other things do you do? Do you speak a lot at conferences like this? or?
1: Uh, well, I'm in my office. I'm a Performing Arts Curriculum Specialist in Fargo, so I'm in, in my office Monday, Tuesday, maybe Wednesday, and then Thursday through Sunday I'm usually at a conference. This year I have to do a couple conferences a week, wow. meetings, um, board meet, national board meetings, those kinds of things, so it's pretty busy this year.
0: No kidding, wow. So um, talking about your role as a curriculum specialist, I know I kind of looked at your bio a little bit and saw that you've spoken about this often Um, you wrote a book called curriculum writing 101 assistance with standards based music curriculum and assessment writing for band choir and orchestra and general music what about curriculum is something that interests you so much
1: that's my passion curriculum and assessment and just helping teachers navigate the national standards bringing Mm -hmm. those into their curriculum how do we organize ourselves as a district so we are following we have kids that are you know move from one into town to the other sure And so how do we teach uniformly, we've also calibrated assessing, so we're trying to gauge the same um, responses to playing assessments and other kinds of assessments. So kids don't have such a different experience from one school to another.
0: Right, just in the past, well, maybe five, six years ago when Sioux Falls rewrote their curriculum, they kind of started mapping it out. And that way so that kids who move from school to school Mm -hmm. are kind of generally going to be about in the same place doing similar assessments so that before it was kind of the teacher decided kind of when and what to do Mm -hmm. based on national standards and state standards but kind of saying okay at this part of the year you're gonna kind of do this so that if my kid moves from my school to your school which happens a lot they're gonna be in the same playing field
1: yeah and I've had each uh, the standards are by grade level first through eighth grade general or pre-k through eight Mm -hmm. general music and then it's by course at the secondary so i've had my teachers group that way and they've also now written pacing guides so they are all teaching the same things during the year kind of relatively about the same time yeah and uh, this year they're going to write lesson plans on creating and responding and teach it, assess it, and then bring that to a PLC meeting and and study the data and talk about was this an effective lesson, what should we change on it, was the assessment effective, what should we change on that, so it's a little tighter. And a lot of people ignore creating and responding because they just don't know how to do it. Mm -hmm. and. They don't want to take the time, but if you don't right. take the time to do those, the kids the kids really get engaged in what you do with those two areas. So it's you want to take the time. Maybe have one less concert a year so mm-hmm. you can take
0: the time to really teach thoroughly. Absolutely, and I agree. I think the concert sometimes is <laughs>
1: driving force <laughs> is the driving force
0: between what what we do, and, and we mm-hmm. kind of forget about all that stuff in between. So I'm glad you said that. I also love how you said that your teachers are coming back to review what they've done, process through it, talk through it, and see, was this effective, was it not? I think that gets overlooked lots. I think so many
1: times we're just, we're ahead to the next concert, and we don't even think about what happened, or we may think about it for, for a brief moment, but really intentionally taking something and tweaking it to make it better, and mm-hmm. hearing input from several teachers around the table, well, what worked for you, what didn't Absolutely. work, what do we need to add to this, how can we differentiate all of those things?
0: Yeah, it's so important. So, when schools are writing music curriculum or writing curriculum for the music programs, what are some things that is so important that they include they don't forget?
1: Well, I, th- I think if you're going to write as a curriculum uh, as a district, you probably want to start with a timeline and some deadlines and, and an action plan of we actually started with a timeline of activities that we want we want to do this first and then this and sure. this. And I actually shared that with the principals. And now our whole district, uh, amazingly enough, is doing the same thing. (laughs) It was really kind of funny how, but they would never admit that music by the way. Of course not. (laughs) But um, starting with a timeline, having all staff give input. Sometimes two people sit in in the summer and write a curriculum and Mm -hmm. say, here, this is the curriculum. But there's so much more buy-in when they're working together. And some people just are really resistant to Mm -hmm. even doing anything with the standards. So having all, at least sitting there at the table with the conversation, they're going to understand it better and have more buy-in. And then having time to work on it, we we had more time in the last couple of years. We did professional development days, and then we had uh, monthly district-wide PLC meetings. We still have both of those, but it seems like um, some of our PD time is less this year. And then making sure you work from, I guess when I first came to our district, we were using Minnesota standards instead of our own state. So making sure, and a lot of states are just uh, adopting them or adapting them now. So if you don't have them... At a state level, North Dakota doesn't yet. We keep saying we just want to adopt them as they are, mm-hmm. and nope, we have to go through this process and get input and all that. And it's like they're so great the way they are. Right. We want to make it easy for you, but we have a process. So we just we just took the national standards and used them, and a lot of teachers are doing that till the state figures out what they mm-hmm. want to do.
0: And We have we, we the national ones, and we also have state ones as well here in South Dakota. So
1: yeah, you were the first to adopt. So oh, one look of at the us. first. Yes, <laughs> you were ahead of the game.
0: <laughs> so how long? How long is your curriculum, like how many years in between are you rewriting, or um, when It'll, you do write, how long, how long of a process is it, like a two-year process, a one-year, what, what's kind of your timeline?
1: It's been a three-year process for us. Okay. Um, the very first summer, unpacking the standards or breaking down that standard statement into small bites mm-hmm. um, and ICANN statements out of that. Is not a job you want to do with everybody, you'll drive them crazy. So people that were, were in the last round that were good at it or I could teach to do it, we yep. sat in the summer and had extra curriculum writing money in the mm-hmm. summer. We did that. So that was a summer before. We've actually probably done this two years. So last year was all about writing the curriculum documents for each grade level or course. Okay. And then this year we're working with what we wrote now, and they're teaching a lesson plan on creating and responding. And bringing that to PLC meetings. So it's it's the process of just getting them to try it once. And I think the buy-in is going to be, this was really fun to sit around a table and talk about mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. And, and get better at this. I'm hoping that's the result of it.
0: I love that process because when we wrote ours, we wrote it, it's done, finished, we go out and teach it. And there isn't a whole lot of, I mean, there's some time to kind of go back and adjust things, but I, I like how you guys have done that where you Write it. You go teach it, and come back and figure it all out. And if it works great, fine. If it doesn't, you can make adjustments. That's a and cool it's process. It's kind of like
1: in college when you do the ed tpa or something. You go through that process once, yep, and you understand that process, and then it gives you a kind of a spark for doing continuing that. Because we like to do what we've always done, <laughs> or how we were taught, yep, yep. And it is a little bit out of your comfort zone. That's what somebody said after a session on standards yep. last month in Montana <laughs> or last week in Montana. I got out of my comfort zone a little bit, so.
0: Yeah. <laughs> So, what role does technology play? With I mean, our students are 21st-century learners. It's I mean, we're, we're here at Allstate, and everywhere you look, they're glued to their phones. What what? How does technology play a part in new curriculums or in curriculum writing?
1: Well, I, I think the way we used to teach was here's a book. We're gonna start on page one and go through that. But now, there's so many resources. There's online resources for theory. There's mm-hmm. online resources for composing. Um, students are more engaged i think when you incorporate some technology but also teachers need to know it's a resource uh, and they can plug in if you have your list of standards and and your pacing guide of what you want to teach then go out and find this is in the book i wrote too. go out and find the things that help you do that yes so we use quaver uh, for elementary we have every teacher has smart music every teacher has finale Uh, the kids all have personal learning devices where they, they can go online and do whatever they need to do or compose So you're talking online. Chromebooks
0: or computers? What do you have um, up there?
1: They have uh, just a, a basic computer. Okay. And so they can also, it has recording capabilities now. Oh, that's so cool. So if a teacher, Google Classroom is another awesome thing. So yep. my teachers have set up a Google Classroom. They give an assignment. The kids record something on there computer and they put it back into the classroom and the teacher has it right there to evaluate it's, it's fantastic, like yeah. it's like I wish I would have had that <laughs> when I was teaching because I always dreamed of this pro. you know and there yep. it is it's like yep. now I'm not teaching anymore
0: <laughs> yeah I, and I love how you said that it's it's a tool to bring in yes. to what you have I think when we did our last rewrite which was oh, about seven years ago we introduced some iPods and things like that and the teachers were kind of panicked and, and that's what I told them I said this is not your end-all be-all this is a help a tool to help exactly. you you know and you can add in as much or as little as you need for the lesson it's not everything doesn't have to be on your ipad or your chromebook or whatever it yeah. can be just part of it so right uh what do you think we, we like i told you we just finished our curriculum rewrite last year would have been mm-hmm. what are some things that are commonly forgotten or that committees may overlook when they're writing in the midst of it i mean we spent two years doing it and you know, we started, stopped for a while, came back to it, took breaks. People left, mm-hmm. we lost stuff because people left and came and gone. How how do you navigate that kind of thing, or what do you think is something to not be forgotten?
1: Um, well, I have a webs. Um, what did I do my website on? A Google website for my music teachers, where we house everything for mm-hmm. one thing. And um, a great idea. <laughs> the hard, the hard part is we meet as a district once a month for a plc meeting and so it's like trying to remember what you did yep
0: yep that's so hard but
1: if you can um in our plc notes we have what is what is this you know the next steps you write it down there so you don't forget what where you're at or what you were doing
0: Mm -hmm.
1: um being flexible in how people work um some people want to do a big chunk of time and just get it done some people's people's (laughs) some people Uh, May have small children, so they can't do that big chunk of time, so they do it repeatedly over, you know, one hour here and there. But they have to be really good, and it's very difficult. Um, You just have to be very flexible. And and they send me, at the end of every meeting, the documents they've done. Mm -hmm. I keep them and then when they say i can't find it which just happened this week i can't find that document it's like well you didn't share it with me so i don't have it either but i know where everybody's stuff is it's kind of a weird thing i have (laughs) (laughs) um but i'm sure they shared it with me in google and they can't find it back in google and sometimes you just don't know how to search or whatever but but keeping um, each time you do some activity or writing something just like they would send me what they had i'd keep it i'd put it on the website they can access it using the same templates everybody working from mm-hmm. the same templates yeah. and that was when we were writing lesson plans they're like they couldn't figure out that all the steps that you write to doing the lesson they thought they were all going to be alike on everybody's templates it's like no you're all the template's the same but your steps and what yep. you're teaching are going to be different so
0: so just a follow up did you when you assigned or when you're writing do you assign people to different tasks throughout uh, the process like okay you're going to be in charge of writing this and you're in charge of this or how does that they do that themselves they do okay
1: yeah, and it's it's interesting. Like when we first started writing, um, one particular group, it was a middle school band group, really got the system down, and so then they shared with the other people.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Now have this copy here and this copy here to compare, and you can you know you can copy and paste from one grade level to the other because a lot of things you're you're doing the same processes every year. It's just doing them a little different, adding some depth to it, adding some different right. activities, difficulty of what you're working with. So,
0: so if if you look at a K through 12. Set up. How do you think what's an effective way for teachers to between the fifth and sixth grade? Let's say for in different buildings like here We have K through 5 6 through 8 and then 9 through 12. How do you what's a good effective way for teachers to kind of think of a curriculum from kindergarten through 12th grade?
1: That's kind of the hard part. I had every grade right We had already established probably before we started this process what we're gonna teach at every grade level okay. anyway or okay. course sure And so it was a matter of um, each group writing their curriculum document, and then you have to look at them vertically. Right. And I don't know that we've had the chance to do that yet. So that's something where you're going to find gaps in teaching, things you forgot, Mm -hmm. or repetitions. That's why we're going to start it. um, And you're only going to put in there the new things you teach. A lot of them want to add all the things that they've learned previously. Right. But if you go in the other documents, that's all the other stuff they should know.
0: Mm -hmm. Um,
1: And so just writing in the things that are new – and um, it's it's a matter of just being conscious of what everybody else is doing and looking vertically and, and seeing where you're at that way.
0: Yeah, I think that's good. I think it gets forgotten about like, okay, I have my K through five, great. And it's you like, oh in your yeah. Own little world. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. So let's move on from curriculum a little bit. Okay. I saw in your bio that you taught orchestra for 33 years,
1: probably 35,
0: 35 Who's years.
1: Counting?
0: <laughs> <laughs> what, what is, I mean, when you look back over, you know, this is my 10th year of teaching and I feel like I've learned a tremendous amount in 10 years short amount of time. What do you, what do you look back over 33 years of teaching orchestra and what is that? What have you learned from that? I learned I don't know
1: anything. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> no. Well, I've learned I love middle school kids. I I love the challenges they bring to the classroom every day, and I learned that I need to be a learner and keep things fresh. So my challenge to myself every year was I'm going to learn something new. I'm going to try something new maybe once or twice during the year, and that keeps me fresh as a teacher. Mm-hmm. And I can, I've said this so many times this year that I've never gotten up in the morning it said i don't want to go to work i hate my job
0: yeah
1: and i was at, i got up at five o'clock my whole life um so i had to be at school by seven right and so um but always keep learning because it's good for you it's good for the kids it's i mean there are people that just don't want to change mm-hmm. and then the students aren't engaging with you anymore because you're irrelevant and right. so what we're trying to do is bring Bring what's happening in the world into the classroom, and being culturally responsive teachers. And we have a, refu- a lot of refugee population. A fourth of our students in Fargo are from different countries. And so,
0: mm-hmm.
1: how do we embrace who they are and bring that into the classroom? Yeah. And this has been going on my whole career. Right. We started back when I started teaching, in the eighties. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't even born yet. <laughs> There's new behaviors every year too. I mean, and so you have to think about. Um, how to work with kids differently too. It's um, I know music people say well you get the good kids and uh, not ge- I mean general music teachers teach the whole population. Yep, they especially have to learn how do you treat kids with trauma? How do you mm-hmm. how do you have visuals for the kids that maybe have are on the Asperger spectrum? Absolutely. And so there's a lot of things that I mean when I first started teaching it was like I didn't know what I was supposed to teach. There was no curriculum. Mm-hmm. I didn't know anything about you know, anything. And there wasn't a lot of literature back right. then either.
0: Yeah, for sure. So what what did you do over the years to help keep yourself fresh and updated with I'm a stuff? conference junkie. Okay, good. <laughs> so this Excellent. is good for this
1: job with, as president. <laughs> I go to two or three conferences every week. But um, that's how I really...
0: Okay, good.
1: Um, that's how I really opened my mind to new things and brought things back to my district and tried things. And it was fun.
0: Yeah, I think conferences are great for that because... You, you, you go and you get so many new ideas. You get a little break from the students, perhaps. But you come back with... I always I always say in my presentations, I hope you go back with at least one thing. If I told you 10 right. things, come back with one thing. Try it out. That's all you need it, sometimes. Adjust you need. And, and I always come back like, so refreshed and, like... Hey, I've got these twenty ideas I want to try them out today. But doesn't
1: doesn't it also validate what you are doing sometimes? Absolutely. Going to sessions, it's like I know all this, yes. but hey, somebody else agrees with it. So that really validates what you're.
0: Yeah, the session yesterday about the guy talking about technology, I was like, oh, we're doing this stuff already. I'm so glad. Mm-hmm. And and I looked at my one of my teachers who teaches with me and said, oh, we got to do that. Mm-hmm. That's such a cool idea. So, what has your time as orchestra director helped you today as president of NAFME? What if what what skills do you transfer over from that? To dealing with well, what you deal with every day
1: when you worked with middle school <laughs> you had to be like a dog and every time you'd start class it was like a new day and right. they're all your best friends that's right um you deal with a lot of different people and i'm highly organized and yep. so i have to deal with um you know conference information sometimes a conference isn't on my radar because i haven't heard from them for eight months mm-hmm. <laughs> you know they put them in the initial request but yep. then um, so I, I know people are very busy, and so I try to make it easy for them to make this easy for me. Sure. Um, that's one thing. Always being positive and assuming the positive of people. I know um, sometimes in our communities we go to the negative yep. right away. Yeah. And sometimes as our people were are really judgmental. <laughs> and so uh, I'm never going to assume the worst, and, and I'm going to have com- I i'm going to have tough conversations Mm -hmm. with people too Mm -hmm. i mean you do that when you're a teacher and you do that on a national level with our board we've had a lot of tough conversations where where is our organization and where should we be according to our our um, strategic plan and our mission and our vision
0: right
1: so one example of that is our mission no our vision is to lead the world in music education we've started um, an mea in india wow and so they came to us asking us for help in pedagogy and conducting because the teachers come out as a, um, a, a performance major. They have no music education degrees over the, there. The teachers do huh. not have a license. They're not paid like the other teachers.
0: Really? Yeah. That's so fascinating. They have,
1: a, they have an incredible board who's just jumping on the bandwagon and, and really trying to bring things in wow. to help them.
0: That is so cool. So speaking of that, right on my next question, what, and you kind of mentioned some stuff at the beginning, right? but what are some things that NFME is doing right now that, that we can look forward to?
1: Okay. So the Academy is pretty new. A lot yeah, of people I love probably that. don't know about that. No, I,
0: I hadn't heard about that. And
1: we're trying to focus on webinars, um, on, on ideas that you don't normally get at a conference. Um, we're really focusing on culturally responsive teaching, um,
0: mm-hmm. composing so
1: things, yeah. um, areas that that really aren't touched a lot. So we're trying to make it a place where you can go get new ideas. The online community we talked about. Yeah, um, We're starting a national mentor program. A lot of states, you have a mentor yep, program here. Yep, we um, do, So we have a lot of states that have a mentor program that reach the teachers and their MEAs. Yep. We have our Society of Music Teacher Education, ASPA on new teachers creating an online training program where anybody in the country could get training as a mentor and then mentor a new person then have a, um, a new teacher and then have support for that mentor also mm-hmm. and then we're doing a pilot project this next year with a new teacher center out of california and we're going to focus on urban large school district teachers mentoring new teachers in the profession there and then i hope to bring that to k-12 rural teachers
0: wow uh, that mentorship program is is so important i had in Sioux Falls before the SDMEA one got going. You know, as a new teacher, I had my mentor teacher who was my teacher I student taught with. And I know for a fact without her, I would have been lost. I mean, Mm -hmm. I called her almost every day. What do I do? (laughs) What, What do I do next? What do I do now? How do I work through this? And she would come over and observe me and give me ideas. It's a mentorship program. If you're listening and you're a new teacher, you have to, you got to get a mentor because it's just so, if you're an, a veteran teacher, find someone to mentor because it is so important.
1: I think anytime you're a teacher and you're struggling, be open to getting help. And it's, that's the hardest thing to do is say, I... You're, you're doing a lot of things well, and you may be struggling in just one small area. Don't think that this is a crisis and you're not going to be able to succeed. So find people to help you. And we're, we are we now have many different avenues. Mm-hmm. Uh, the new online uh, community we're building also is an opportunity for people to say, I'm a subject matter expert in mm. XYZ. Yep. And then people can connect on online that way, too, to wow. find out. And That's we can cool. store resources on this um, community, too. So... It'd be a great place just to go go fishing, <laughs> right? <absolutely. laughs> See what you can find. Yeah. So that should be rolling out in the next couple of weeks, maybe a month.
0: Wow, that's fantastic.
1: Yeah, some exciting things.
0: So, <clears throat> let's get to some heavy-hitting questions now. What do you say to those who say music isn't a core standard and doesn't belong in public education? Oh, there's some states that have trouble with this, and mm-hmm. teachers and regular school districts who say well you're not a core subject you're an encore you're a special you're a what we do you have all s- those
1: names don't we yes
0: <laughs> what do you what do you say to that i
1: uh, i'd say um there's a lot of educational initiatives out there right now 21st century skills we're mm-hmm. a 21st century skills district problem-based learning problem-based learning um social emotional learning you know, it's all these things they're labeling that if you went into a classroom, you would see all of that going on. It's, it's, um, it's a one-stop shop, really. And so how can they afford not to do that? Um, we, I, I also think it adds to the community of yes. the school. Mm-hmm. There was a principal in, in some urban area who got rid of all of his uh, security guards or whatever he had and took that money and made arts courses, and he never had problems with kids again. You wow. know, we know so cool. music is the and arts are the reason kids come to school. Yep. So attendance rates raise, graduation rates raise. Kids don't drop out of school. With the new Every Student Succeeds Act, which took over from No Child Left Behind, the yep. reauthorization, because of all the work NAFME and the leaders have done on the Hill, music was enumerated as its standalone subject in yep. the well-rounded list of subjects. And so, how can they say any more? that we've seen what testing has done mm-hmm. and, and taking the arts out of the school has done. We've got a lot of a lot of issues that are occurring in schools that could be solved by having an arts program. It's a community where kids can belong. Uh, and I know people don't want to do the fluffy part of it's about your heart and your your soul <laughs> and all that, but right. that's isn't that part of a well rounded education. Absolutely. And, mm-hmm. and we really see today kids are missing that. And so that fills that big gap.
0: Yeah I think that you know we, we teach the student. We forget about the student themselves and and that's why I love teaching chorus especially because you know you're talking about text and the music and about emotions and right and you know it, it comes from inside of you and that's the only way you're gonna really tell this story or and you, you just never know what connects with the kid and you just can't get that in, in a and math they, class and, and, the and science they need class. that. They and, absolutely and need that.
1: What other course, um puts on display what goes on in their classroom with a pretty high average of perfection. Right. Um, I'd like to see math class have a, their class stand up in a big long whiteboard. <laughs> <laughs> All of you solve this problem the same in the same amount of time. I mean, you know, like our kids are making split-second decisions and, and they have perseverance and grit to perfect something. And and um, you know what, a is okay in another class. It's not okay in music.
0: No, I agree. That's, yeah, I agree. How can the general population, non-music teachers, Um, promote, help promote the the arts at a state and local level.
1: Well, I'd say, first of all, be proactive. Get any information you can about the great things that the arts are doing in your community. We have a school newsletter. We're always putting something that's going on in our arts classes, and that goes out to the parents. Um, We put things on Facebook, the school Facebook, and advertise that way. Do a little bit of um, above and beyond teaching in your classroom and invite artists. Um, we have the opportunity, I'm sure, in Sioux Falls here too. There's mm-hmm. colleges. You can have people from the colleges come in and perform for kids, take kids to performances. We get free tickets to the symphony.
0: Well, um, oh, that's great. We're
1: uh, partners with the Metropolitan Opera, so we take kids to the opera four times a year. Play for your school board meeting. March is music in our schools month. Yep, We've absolutely. done that, and and uh, one year there was no cuts involved anywhere. But they said, "How can we ever cut something like this?" So this year, I'm thinking I'm going to bring an elementary teacher in with drums and have the yeah. school board do some drumming themselves and, hey, and experience that. Um, also, create a standards-based. Classroom, so they know that you are serious about. I mean, if you don't ever engage in anything you say, that's I hear music teachers saying that's not for me. Mm-hmm. Engage yourself in the school community and and volunteer for things, and also follow what the initiatives are in your school district. If you say that's not for me, then they're going to say, well, you're not for us either. <laughs> um, we have opportunity to learn standards, which again, is a great way to advocate for a better music program. Yep. If you go under the uh, My Classroom tab, under Standards, there'll be a list and a checklist what a basic music classroom looks like and what a, a quality classroom looks like. And if you're not teaching the standards level that you need to teach, take that into your administration and say, I can't do my job. I mean, anytime it you, mm-hmm. you show the administration you're serious about standards and quality, mm-hmm. and uh, we have the tools. You just have to leverage it. And then having a high quality music program where you you really do have a good product yes. um, says a lot and you care a lot and you build some parent support, whereas if they were going to cut it, um, those parents would come and fight for you. Mm-hmm. But again, it's not reactive, it's proactive. And that's, yeah, they don't. That's nobody key. wants to take time to do that. Yep. If you don't take time, it's too late when it's a crisis.
0: Yeah. And I said that in my session yesterday, I said, you know, pick good quality music and work hard know your craft you know make sure that the public sees that you're always on the ball and you're ready i mean no other subject in the building handles the amount of of students we do on a daily basis and keeps that organized and and has a public performance i mean it's like you said earlier you don't have the math class stand up in front of Mm -hmm. 600 people and perform solve problems you know i mean it's just so different
1: in our district we have um, teachers that now are going to observe other teachers. And mm-hmm. one particular teacher was uh, not real happy with the music department because they just get what they want. Or, right, <laughs> um, They have a lot of leverage. And and so the principal, who used to be an art teacher, said, you will go observe the eighth grade band class. There was 80 kids, 80 mm-hmm. noisemakers, That's 40 right. minutes of total engagement. He came out with his mouth hanging open like, OK, I'm not saying a word again.
0: Yeah, it,
1: I mean, if teachers just saw what went on in our classrooms, it that we get more done in 40 minutes than oh, they, they do all week.
0: Absolutely. So I want to end with this here and talk about your your keynote that you're giving here called Stronger Together. And um, when you hear the podcast, of course, um, you know, your session will be done. But tell us a little bit about what, what your uh, thought and feeling is behind your Stronger Together keynote.
1: Well, I, that was kind of my theme when I took over being president, because I see us all working in isolation. And you know, here we're band teachers, and we're orchestra teachers, and we're choir teachers. and not really working together for students in music education. Mm-hmm. And uh, then I had to kind of scrap that because a certain presidential candidate had the same theme, <laughs> and we thought, well, that wouldn't be politically correct yeah, <laughs> to do yeah. that, but now I'm back at it yeah. again. So. um <laughs> But, you know, we're working together for the students in music education. It's not about us as teachers and the awards that our groups win. It's about making a difference in the kids' lives, engaging with um, your state MEA and the national. A lot of times people just relate to their state, and they have no idea what's going on at a national level. We Mm -hmm. can put it all. We can put it on the website. We can put it in e-blast. But, again, people don't have time to read that. So you have to want to go find that information. Yep. And then share, you know, sharing ideas. Just like I said, sitting around a conference or table or whatever, um, you know, we're going to become better people because we talk to each other and we share ideas. And you know, we always use the word um, "steal" from each other. (laughs) It's funny. um, We were talking in the collegiate group last night. Is they're they're taught not to plagiarize and copyright laws. And then the first thing you do when you're a teacher is you go steal everything. That's right. So that's that's, that's kind of the theme.
0: Well, good. Well, thanks so much for sitting down and chatting. I'm excited for what NAFME has going on. I think you're doing great things and, and I appreciate you coming down to visit us here in South Dakota and you're a close neighbor from North Dakota. So thanks so much that's for being here. That's right.
1: Well, thank you so much for, for having this conversation and I hope people get something out of, you know, learning a little bit more about NAFME too.
0: Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. This podcast is sponsored by Complete Drywall Services for all your hang, tape, texture, and finish needs. Call Troy at 605-261-4845 or find Complete Drywall on Facebook. Thank you to Denise for being part of the podcast today. Thank you for you, the audience, listening to episode four. Thank you to our sponsor, Complete Drywall Services. Special thanks goes to Lori and Roger Hogstad. Music on the podcast provided by Broke for Free and is used with permission. And hey... Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you'd be so kind as to leave a review, that would be great. It helps smooth us up the rankings on iTunes and help others find the podcast. Next time on Music With My Podcast, I sit down with Dr. Patrick Freer from Georgia State University, where we are covering a wide range of topics from group vocal instruction, working with middle school choirs, and the ever-difficult voice-changing boys You're not going to want to miss it. And hey, what are you listening to? What do you have on repeat? let me know. I'll see you next time on the Music with Mike podcast.